Welcome to Managing Projects, the podcast for project managers in search of trends and insights. Join us as our guests dig deep into the thought-provoking topics that matter most to project management professionals. You can find all the episodes at managingprojects.ca. And now, here's your host, Ron Smith. Welcome to Managing Projects. On this episode, I have Elise Stevens of elisestevens.co who is also a podcaster with a uh, podcast title of Fix My Project Chaos. One of her missions is to speak and to encourage women in project management to help them to reinforce their value within their teams and to help them along. She speaks at many conferences around the project management space. I'm just so happy to have her on. And I just want to say welcome, Elise. Thank you, Ron. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your fabulous podcast. It's absolutely my pleasure. I wanted to ask you, so so when you do speaking on project management, there's so many things that you can speak on. I wanted to ask you what your story was, basically about your why. Why did you pick uh, this topic? Um, what got you into this to, to uh, pick the topic of supporting women in project management? Well, I was looking around places that I was working and it was very evident that women weren't, um, there was still, we were still, un, there was still an unequal gender balance in the workplaces. And, and, and I'd been part of doing some recruitment for some of the places that I'd been working for. And, but there was no female candidates coming through. And mm. it was like, well, it's like, well, where are all the women? And then, you know, I was talking to a number of my um, friends who work as project managers and they were <clears throat> telling me about their lives and about how they, um, they felt in a bind between if they were mothers about balancing family and career and... Mm -hmm and just different things. But I also started looking about how, um, and, you know, I'm not trying to make this a, a man-bashing thing, but the men in the organisations that I was working with certainly had um, were able to ramp up their ego a lot more than what the women were, even though the women were equally as competent and different things. But... They um, just able to to notch it up, ramp it up a bit, and a bit more than the women could. And I just felt that there was we were all equally as good project managers, and yet why were there no women applying for very good project management roles? What kind of statistics are you seeing for for the percentage ratio between men and women in project management? Uh, well. And I've asked a lot of people this. It's about 70% men, 30% women, mm -hmm. where I sit. And mm. I've talked to a, a, a lot of different people. And it does seem to vary. People do have different opinions. Uh, but um, the, a the APM in the UK, the Association for Project Management, did a gender survey, uh, included a gender question in their State of the Nation uh, a survey last year for the profession 
state of the profession, I mm -hmm. think it was. And uh, their stats were 20, 27% women, the rest men. Um, and there wasn't really any change. Uh, what, what that APM said also was that, um, you know, there's very little increase change in those particular statistics. And I know that mm. anecdotal evidence from people I talk to and everything say that's roughly about what it is. And when you ask people, so how many men and how many women, and depending upon who you talk to, they're like, oh, well, what do you mean there's no issue? And it's like, well, you know, really? If you've only got like two out of 30-something project managers being women, then isn't there a isn't there a small problem here? Mm. So what are some challenges that women face um, in, uh, in project management and in being more visible, I guess, in project management? Actually, I think that uh, there, there's two things going on. There's the organization and what's going on there, but there's also themselves. And I've talked to a number of people about women and their role as project managers and Unfortunately, people say women don't put themselves forward enough. Mm. And I know it can be tricky because women that do put themselves out there are regularly la uh, labelled as, um, you know, difficult or, um, uh, you know, being a bitch or when it, and all they're trying to do is do their job and do it well and are coming across as being a bit aggressive. So I do think that there's this societal thing about um, differing expectations about what women are allowed to, what what's acceptable behaviour for women and um, and what women are comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about my own career, um, I've, I've reported to two or three different women over the years that came to mind as before I was kind of writing down some of my old mentors, actually. Um, so that I would have reported up into them and, and would have been trained by them in, in one degree or another. And uh, it, you really made me uh, think about this topic before coming on to speak with you about their styles. Um, one, one, uh, Nicole, uh, who would have been, um, very precise in her work, very detail oriented, very thorough and, uh, took on a lot of challenges. And then Deborah is another one that comes to mind who, um, I would have said if I looked back on who relationally could connect with her team more than others, uh, she was fantastic. Uh, everyone wanted to work for her and, and, and if she needed to, she would defend them, um, very well. And they were both, uh, quite successful in project management. Um, so anyway, you, you just, in preparing for this talk, you made me wonder about, uh, some of the women that I would have reported to over the years and, and thought a little bit about their style. But it's interesting that you say that because I, I've seen that as well, where a, a woman in a leadership role, sometimes they need to, you know, deliver a very strong message. And, and there is this, there is this uh, fine line, I guess, of, of being able to relay the message and, and well, I'll use your words, you know, um, there is a, there is a chance that they could, they could come off as kind of bitchy or, 
or or what have you. But that that hasn't been my um, experience in working with most of these women. Uh, they've been able to navigate that, but I, I I could see how that could be a concern for sure. Well, what what would you what would you say around that topic of uh, because there are times the, we're we're running projects in a very complicated world. It's, it seems like it's getting more complicated, not less. Um, so what, how, how do you advise the women um, to how to navigate that particular topic? I think that one of the things that women have to do is believe in themselves and their abilities and to have really great self-confidence. Because if you don't believe in yourself and your abilities as a project manager, then no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing is that yeah, I don't think that in the in organisations that that men are. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. Um, I don't think men are actively blocking women from getting senior roles or bigger projects. But there's a lack of appreciation, I think, about how challenging these things are for, can be for women and, um, and why we need to all take time to help mentor women and to give them the skills that they need or give them the opportunity to flourish. Um, one of the big recruitment firms here in Australia did a diversity survey last year and it was very interesting about why we're not more diverse, whether it be from a disability point of view, point of view, whether it be from a nationality, a, a race perspective and from a gender perspective. And there's still this perception that um, if we give um, positive encouragement to others from an and perhaps, um, you know, give someone an opportunity based on some diversity targets that people will miss out, and mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll their opportunities won't be there anymore. And so mm-hmm. it's it's still hard to to get past this. And I think that there is unfortunately unconscious bias going on. Sorry to interrupt you. You've made me. You've made me think. Have you ever heard of the name of April Wenzel, who uh, started an organization called Compassionate Coder or Coding? Compassionate Coder or Coding. Uh, it's interesting because yeah. she had. Uh, she, so I had interviewed her on uh, another project, another podcast that I'm involved with, uh, called Ardent Development, and um, she actually labels herself as a jerk programmer. That she was self labeled that way. And, and um, so she is helping companies right now to navigate the whole uh, programmer's world of, of software development. And um, she told a story one time of uh, speaking with someone after a conference, after she had spoken, uh, a lady who, um, who, who showed a lot of emotional intelligence to her team and gave April an example of that. And then the lady said to her, but don't tell anybody because you'll ruin my street cred, um, which I found very interesting because, I mean, I think that's part of the benefit of, you know, women are more relational than men. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I think the industry really needs to move in that, in that way, you know, especially, so I work in IT and uh, 
we have, you know, a lot of smart people that can work for, that can choose to work for different companies. You know, at the end of the day, people want to enjoy being at work. Um, so I, anyway, the, I think the pendulum needs to swing more towards the relational, but I think it's very interesting that, that, um, so I've heard different comments that women need to kind of guard that to say, well, you're just going to think I'm, I'm, I'm totally empathetic if I, if I show emotion. Um, but I guess, uh, if a guy does it, I guess he's just kind of open, uh, to, to, uh, his emotions, I guess. But I, I, you know, I had never really thought of it until she had mentioned it before that, uh, some women are kind of guarded to not, like I say, lose the street cred, uh, if, if they do. Uh, But imagine working for someone that's fantastic, who cares about you, because most of the time, you know, there's a whole lot of best practice going on about bringing emotional intelligence to the project management profession, uh, you know, investing in coaching skills to coach your team, you know, caring about people and their career development. And you definitely do get the the best out of people. But I've seen some shocking things done in the middle of open plan offices. You know, project managers shouting at um, their people. Um, yeah. You know, having um, terrible conversations with their stakeholders about, well, you know, that's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> I told you that ages ago. You're going to have to fix it yourself. Or words to right. effect. And it's like, and then, and then they wonder why there's an attrition problem or, you know, a revolving door around those teams. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. But you, but I think that this is where, you know, women need to find their own style that they're comfortable with and own it and be confident about it. But also, we need some more enlightened management from PMOs, from different people to really say that we need different things from our project managers from a, a personal point of view. And, and you know, here are the, the attributes, the competencies that we feel are important because at the moment, you know, it's easy to say, you know, you've got to be good at financial management, tech, you've got to manage those risks. If you don't manage those risks, we're not going to think you're a good project manager you know, and all these things. And you do have to take into account where people are in their lives. It's, you just can't assume that people are bringing, people have other stuff going on in their lives and it impacts their work life and their work life impacts their home life. So do you see a trend changing there as well that there's, uh, so, so women take on so much. They're raising families back home. Um, uh, they, they often have a career as well. Um, I don't know how they keep going to be honest sometimes. So, so, um, do you think that there's a, there's a swing in the industry that you're able to kind of take your whole self to work as opposed to, you know, leave the family at the door when you leave, um, are, are companies becoming more open? Um, I'm hoping they are, um, but I don't, I don't really know. It depends. It's such a varied place, the organisations. It's, 
look, it, I think that, you know, I hear a lot about, oh, you know, we offer, well, I don't hear it actually. I don't hear a lot of people saying they offer flexible working or relationship, uh, working in, environment for for people men or women to go and pick their kids up um some do it some don't um it all depends upon the views of uh, the senior managers in that particular organization and mm. i think that especially if there's a, a lot of men with with wives that don't work and this is a gross generalization uh who have got wives that look after their families and you know they can they have a relation they have an engagement or they have a a way of working that works for them and um and so those particular people are more likely to say well you know kind of why do you need to work from home and different things like that and mm -hmm. but um I, um, a friend of mine changed jobs. So she was working in a, um, an organization that was very male centric and not in a positive way. And, um, right. and, but they were happy because they were all very similar personalities. And so they could rule the roost how they wanted and not have any pesky people, um, uh, you know, disrupt them. And they kind of came in and so they've got all these people working for them that they didn't hire. So they're, you know, they're trying to change some of the culture to fit what they want. Um, and she went to work for another firm. She had enough. She had a very horrible time working there and she went to work for another firm. And, um, you know, she was there like a couple of days and um, she said, oh, look, you know, there's a, a big storm coming through. You know, I've got some animals outside or something. And they said, oh, well, why don't you just go home and um, and fix the animals up? Right. And she nearly died of shock. <laughs> right. Because it was right. like, oh. Because there are good oh, companies well. out there. <laughs> oh, yes. And, but, and I think that's my point, Elise, that um, I, I, I'm almost waiting for the industry to wake up to some degree. Whether you talk about um, uh, women in project management, whether you talk about you know, uh, developers that are in my, in my case, software developers that are just really great, great people to have on your team. Um, I'm kind of waiting for the industry to wake up a little bit, um, to, to say there are companies that are being quite accommodating. Um, I think the trick is to find them. They're probably not the majority. Um, I even heard, uh, that there was a company down in the States that even had a doggy daycare. You could drop your dogs off They were <laughs> They were trying to be so accommodating um, and make it so, uh, you know, provide that service for their, for their uh, staff. Um, anyway, so if you, let me ask you this. So, so, so you've kind of painted the, the picture here. Um, so if you were speaking at a conference or you're speaking it for, uh, to some of these women and just around this topic of, of getting more women into project management, their visibility, um, and, and some of these challenges that you've just talked about, what are, what, what are the top three things that women can do, uh, to improve this situation? What would you tell them? 
there is a visibility problem and you you can use channels to improve it but you've got to treat it like a project things what i've discovered is that things don't happen organically or rarely happen organically and you can't assume that um people are going to take the time to help you if you don't have a plan and i know that sounds a bit bizarre but say you work on a um say you work on a project that's changed a call center mm -hmm. we've given improved our customer service you've been part of the team or led the initiative to transform the way we engage with our customers now it's very rare that we acknowledge success anyone gets any success we might um, get uh, an email to say you know thank you to the project team but we never really um, broadcast it and say hey this is what we achieve for the organization mm -hmm. and you can do that by um, taking time to go and talk to other teams about some of the the skills that were involved in the project and what made it such a great project or you know what you learnt from it and just get used to being able to speak about your achievements and the team's achievements and pat yourself on the back and say you know I did such a great job on that and not think that it's um, blowing your own trumpet and um, that you know you're becoming egotistical once again all these words go in your mind oh you know I can't do that people will think that I'm uh, I'm blowing my own trumpet you know and oh that's mm -hmm. a that's a no-no um but also use internal comms they often are looking for stories um to publish on newsletters on the internet show the good news stories get your project sponsor your business sponsor to say what a good project it was and and really leverage whatever internal communication you can have and then start using the power of social media like linkedin to share some insight about what you learnt on the project you don't have to talk about what it was where it was or just share some of your insight and i factor if one person one additional person that you don't know um says sees your things and thinks oh wow that's so inspirational your job's done you're not talking it's not important to reach masses. It's maybe just important to reach one person and you might have a positive impact on them. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I want you to remind me on your LinkedIn profile, you had done somewhat of a, uh, was it uh, 50 women in project management to, to attempt to raise their profile? Is that, am I remembering that right? Yes, yes. Can you talk to me about that just for a minute? Well, I was inspired to for International Women's Day this year, which is March 8th, to showcase some women. And initially I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to uh, edit 50 podcasts? Because <laughs> right. uh, that would have uh, killed me, I think. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just slightly. But I was talking to a friend I was talking to a friend and she said, no, no, don't do the podcast thing. Uh, do the do the online form. Get people to answer some questions. And I thought, oh, that's a great idea. I don't have to edit podcasts. Yay. And 
so I thought, well, let's see how many women I can get um, doing this and really showcase it. And let's see if we can get a, a little bit of a, a movement going, not a little movement, mm. but a bigger movement. And, and so that's how it started. And I was thinking about, you know, what, what are the, what are some of the issues women face and how can we fix them? And how can we help each other to have greater visibility? And so that's, that's what happened. I got 51 people and I actually got another one that didn't fit into the 50, but I'm going to publish her profile anyway. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So you say start a movement. What's what's the next wave of this movement? What What is your hope? Well, I hope that I've positively impacted a few people around the globe to, to, to be confident in themselves and to to recognize that we do have a great we have great skills and that we are fantastic project managers and that it's important to not only celebrate our own successes but it's important to encourage others by showcasing other people's skills and um, successes and whether it be just within your team your organization um your uh, you know, your PMI chapter or your meetup. My goals for the movement are that people take time to not only recognise their achievements but the achievements of others and to really encourage others to put themselves out there a bit more and, and really highlight what they've been able to achieve. And everything we achieve is... Is important it is important to be recognized and but it doesn't mean that you know you need an award or anything but just taking time out to say oh you know internally within team meetings or you know at PMI or anything to just get people used to sharing their accomplishments and and having people be able to say oh you know I think that you've done a good job and doesn't that make you feel great when someone says to you, you know Ron I think that you're doing a fantastic job and uh, you know that last thing that you did I thought that that was really good and then we all how good need do you more feel? of that <laughs> I know but it's so rare isn't it I think that we're it so is. used to beating everyone down at work and saying oh you know oh, well, you know. it's not a competition <laughs> a lot of people think it is I think yeah, but I love that's... hearing the stories. I love Elise. I love hearing the stories of people that are helping other people. And I loved hearing your story about how you're working with women in project management. And I hope that your movement, and I'm hoping some of the listeners here are going to, to um, take the second wave of the movement and start to spark it in their own um, chapters of PMI or their local uh, companies and the like to start to raise some of the profiles of women in project management. Well, also, I think that as you spoke about before, that the profession needs to change and have more emphasis on the the emotional relationship side of delivering change. It absolutely does. 
You know, I I think I could I think I could talk to you for hours on this, Elise. And if if people wanted to find out more about what you speak on and more about what your workshops are that you offer and the and the podcasts that you are running, where can they find you online? At elisestevens.co. And you will see 50 fabulous profiles, or 51, of women who um, shared their profiles. And for people that go and have a look and think, oh, you know, that's great, encourage either yourself, give yourself a bit of a pep talk and say, yep, I'm going to submit my profile. And also encourage someone else. Make it your mission to encourage a friend or a colleague to, to do the same to submit their profiles. I will be publishing ad hoc, but I am going to be having running another um, series for, for International Women's Day 2019. So I'll have soon have a form that you can fill in and pre-register and I'll advise when the, when the next ones are open. But please, doesn't matter. Encourage people to do this. Everyone is worthy. Everyone has such a great story to tell. Please share it. Well, that is wonderful. And thank you so much for spending time with us. I know uh, where I am, it's Friday evening around uh, quarter to eight. And where you are, it's Saturday morning because you're you're actually, uh, I'm up in Moncton, New Brunswick, and you are in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, yes. So, uh, you're actually my first guest that I've had from uh, Australia. So hopefully not my last. And um, it's been a real pleasure to speak with you. And I'm so glad that uh, we were able to make this time happen. Oh, same here. As always, Ron, it has been fantastic to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Managing Projects podcast. Find show notes and more at managingprojects.ca and follow us on Twitter at manage underscore P-R-O-J. If you enjoy the show, help us out by recommending it to a friend or leaving a review on iTunes. Talk to you next time.